This is PT Talker, presented by Advantage Medical. The aim of this podcast is to expose physical therapists to unique and innovative ideas to help grow their business. Each broadcast will introduce you to new concepts that will save you time, provide a better patient outcome, or lower your cost. And now, the host of PT Talker, Jeff Worrell. Well, back with another episode of PT Talker. Thank you for all the physical therapists and healthcare professionals out there who are uh, joining us again for another episode. And with me today is Dr. Ken Miller. And Dr. Miller, um, not only is he uh, chair of the APTA Home Health Section, but he is a, a professor at several of our fine institutions, Tour, Univer- Tour College being one of those. Um, Dr. Ken Miller, thank you for joining us today on PT Talker. Oh, thank you for uh, reaching out. It's my pleasure to talk with you today. Yeah, let's first go ahead and establish, my goodness, your resume is impressive. Tell us where you are currently teaching and the positions that you hold, just so that our, our listeners can understand where they might want to reach out to you if that becomes appropriate. So my full-time day job, I work for a large hospital system in, in New York, um, and where I am a clinical educator, also physical therapist. And then my other roles, I serve as faculty uh, for University of St. Augustine, also as um, at Toro College, and I have done um, adjuncting and, and guest um, lectures and uh, assisting at New York Institute of Technology as well as for University of Michigan Flint. Perfect. So uh, my primary role is, is at Catholic Home Care, and then my secondary uh, primary teaching responsibilities are at Toro College and University of St. Augustine. Okay, perfect. All right, well, again, welcome to the show. You have, uh, in the uh, the world of home health, you had some kind of interesting information that caught our eye. Now, one of those is kind of a heads-up and warning to our listeners about the 2018 proposed rule. Tell us a little bit about why that's um, something our listeners need to be aware of. So I think that, um, you know, all, all therapists, really all clinicians practicing in uh, whatever practice setting they're in, whether it's SNF or home health or outpatient for that matter or inpatient, really need to be aware that the regulations change and they can change on an annual basis. They can change um, in between, you know, more frequently based on law changes with the Affordable Care Act and and we know what's going on currently in Congress. Uh, But uh, as far as the home health final rule the 2018 proposed rule will be coming out shortly. It should be out, I believe, this month in, in, in um, July sometime. And then what happens is that rule gets published. And then all clinicians and, and uh, administrators, for that matter, should read that pub- proposed rule. And then there's a 60-day open comment period where the publics have their role in the, to play in the rule and where they sub- supply Medicare their CMS really is their comments, whether they agree with the changes, whether they disagree with the changes, and, and if they have suggestions for what to change, what not to change, from either a public's point of view as a receiver of care or from the provider of care. And so that is so important to be involved in the system. Otherwise, if they don't receive comments, what ends up happening is the published rule, be, the, the proposed rule becomes the final rule without many changes. And oftentimes that final rule has... Uh, regulatory changes that are dramatic and impact on financial considerations, 
as well as practice considerations became mandatory for the therapy disciplines and visit counseling became a mandatory part of of practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure too many therapists provided um, comment prior to that rule becoming final. And then we ended and, up with that, yeah. And we ended up with those with those objective tests, which I, I believe are a good thing. It's just how certain pieces of that rule came into play were, were more of a matter of administrative burden uh, to, and clinical burden to therapists and really not helpful for the patient. Okay. As far as the 2018 rule, the big thing with that is there's, there's um, this chatter about changing from the 60-day episode of care to a new 30-day episode of care and changing how the payment is made, moving away from what therapists would be familiar with as HERG scores to another payment methodology that that has been tested by CMS. So it's a potential to be a major change in the rule, and so therapists really need to be looking for this rule to come, the proposed rule, and then make comments on it so that the final rule um, is not as uh, dramatically a change uh, in a negative way for practice and really ultimately the patient's Okay. So would um, would your typical uh, in the field physical therapist be able to go to the APTA and comes out? Is there some kind of notice that goes out? How how do we get the word out? So probably the easiest way to get to to know where these rules are coming from and, and get notifications would be to go right to CMS. Okay. So if you were to go to the CMS.gov website yep. and you type in Home Health uh, Agency Center. That would bring you right to the home, the page that has all of the re- regulations and links for the home health practice setting. The APTA and the, uh, the APTA's home health section, they both will um, look at the final, uh, excuse me, the proposed rule. The APTA may come out with their own uh, statement on on what they believe is good or bad. See that once it's um, once the pu- pu- proposed rule. I can't speak this morning. Once the proposed rule goes um, is published. Okay. All right, perfect. Um, now, you also were concerned about the, um, you know, the payment demonstration, that as an issue that's, that's coming up. What's that all about? So the, the, uh, the payment demonstration is, um, you know, coming back to that proposed rule, is changing the episode from um, a payment from a, a HERG score, which is largely based on the number of therapy visits and the utilization moving away from that as a payment uh, calculator into a 30-day episode with a, a different payment method, that may impact the value that organizations see in physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, providing care for patients. So the potential impact is if physical therapy and, and the other therapy disciplines are not a calculator for the payment and that the payment is a lump sum payment minus the therapy utilization um, component, what may end up happening is we may see a, a decrease in utilization of services, not based on a change in pa- patient acuity and patient clinical need, but rather based on a payment a payment change for the industry. And that's my one of my biggest concerns is to see decisions made on, on utilization not based on patient need, but rather based on um, a financial reason. Yeah, yeah. So, um, are, is there an effort right now to uh, to address this ahead of time, or we definitely have to wait till the rule comes out? So there has been, um, you know, the APTA is involved on on Capitol Hill with with 
uh, working with CMS, working with Medicare administrators and the government related to, you know, all of these demonstration projects um, that once because they also get proposed and then become final as well. Mm-hmm. So the, they're well aware of, of where the projects are moving. And uh, this is just one of, of many different projects that they have going through the Innovation Center from CMS that all came about um, from the Affordable Care Act. They're aware of it, but as far as making a change at this point, they have to see what the proposed rule will be. And it may not even be in the proposed rule, so, you know, I don't want people to to start, um, you know, freaking out uh, because it's not that time to freak out. It's, you know, stay calm and carry on. But I want to make sure that people are aware of it because you don't want things to slip in. And then when the time comes to to be more um, um, of an advocate that you're not you're not there. Right, right. Now, um, I know you alluded it to it earlier, but the the, the CJR payment bundle. Uh, any further information on that you can share? So now the, the CJR payment bundle started uh, a year ago, and it's so now the first demonstration year is completed. We're actually now into the second year, and what what we've seen around the country. And this I know from a soft survey from colleagues in, in different part, regions of the country, is utilization patterns have shifted as part of the bundle to become more efficient and provide uh, better care with less uh, utilization of resources. And how that's impacted, um, it's really impacted the SNF facilities the greatest because the SNF facilities is a higher cost for a patient uh, care provision than home care. And so what's happened is hospitals that are uh, physicians that are uh, performing um, total hip and total knee replacements, rather than sending patients to a SNF facility for rehab, are bypassing the SNF and sending more and more of their population of patients directly to the home with a uh, certified home health agency or directly home and then have Medicare be in the house and bypassing either one or two practice settings. Patients that need to go to SNF. Uh, because of their clinical condition, on a unsafe or, or multi-comorbidities, those patients are being uh, discharged in less days, so length of stays have, re- have reduced as well. And so what you're seeing in home health now, or at least I can speak specifically in the New York region, is we're seeing patients coming home post-op day one, post-op day two, uh, from their surgery directly to the home, more acutely ill, more pain. And so we've had to provide... Uh, increasing in front-loading of care for therapy, uh, but the duration and the number of weeks of care that our patients are receiving has been continually decreasing over the last couple of years, and the CJR just accelerated that uh, even more so. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. All good information. Um, Dr. Miller, you've been very helpful. I appreciate you sharing all this information. Any final last words of what what someone might do just to uh, be proactive versus reactive to all this information you just shared? I think that the, my, my biggest recommendation is for people that are field clinicians that, that don't want to get tangled in the weeds of the regulations and all the red tape of, of knowing what the rules actually say, which I think everyone billing under that's working under the Medicare system or CMS system or even insurance, they need to know the rules under which they work. But, but my recommendation is go to CMS.gov. If you work in a SNF facility, then you should know what the chapters of the Medicare Benefit Policy Manual is under which you work. If you work in outpatient, and outpatient Medicare B um, practice primarily, 
then you have to be familiar with Chapter 15 of the Medicare Policy Manual. Mm -hmm. You work in SNF, you need to know Chapter 8. If you work in Home Health, you need to know Chapter 7. Um, and if anyone says something to you about this is what the rule is, I, I ask my own employees when we onboard staff, if anyone says anything, you should always ask, where's the reference? Let me see the reference to the regulation, because there's a lot of misinterpretation and there's a lot of misinformation about what the actual rule is. And when you go to the rule, it hopefully clarifies specifically what, you know, the topic that, you know, maybe of uh, confusion uh, is. In home health, one, one of the conditions of participation, the qualifications to, to meet, to be eligible is homebound. And there's a lot of misconception as to what the homebound definition is. So if you work in home health, go to Chapter 7 of the Medicare Benefit Policy Manual and look up what they have as the definition of homebound, and then you'll be clear about what it is. And even though they have a definition there, it's still written in a little bit of an area of grayness, which then leads to the interpretation of the clinician. But we shouldn't take someone's interpretation as the rule itself. We need yeah. to go back to the original source. Perfect, perfect. We have been talking to Dr. Ken Miller. He is a physical therapist and uh, adjunct professor at uh, Tour College in New York. And thank you, uh, Doctor, for joining us on the line today for PT Talk. I really appreciate all the valuable information. Oh, my pleasure. Very nice talking to you. Thank you. Great. And I hope uh, all of you will remember that uh, subscribing to these podcasts is free, no charge. Our sponsor, Advantage Medical, we appreciate their support. And uh, hope that you will continue to tell your friends about this podcast, this free service to the physical therapy industry. And we hope that uh, when you listen, that you will then feel good and be able to help someone get well today. This is Jeff Worrell for PT Talker. PT Talker is a presentation of Advantage Medical, bringing you business news and ideas for therapists. Join us each week for new concepts to help you grow your rehabilitation business. To listen to previous episodes, visit us on the web at pttalker.com or on iTunes.